Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Oh, yeah. Dancing, baby. We are live. Super excited today. We've got a great podcast coming to you. But I am Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA, joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, uh, this excellent broadcast that you're tuning into is brought to you by our good friends over at Tervis. And they've been around since 1946, celebrating 75 years in business. And they started with their classic line. They've got sleek styles and make for the perfect make perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. They're the original double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps your cold drinks cold and reduces condensation, and they're backed by a made-for-life guarantee. They've also got original customizable double-wall insulated drinkware that keeps your hot drinks hot and your cold drinks cold available in several sizes, including a 16-ounce mug, 16 or 24-ounce tumbler, and a 24-ounce water bottle. Made from Triton Plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher, and microwave-safe, BPA-free. you got to go check them out at Tervis Promos. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hi to uh, Meg Herbert? Meg, your lighting situation was better, but it's like dark again. What's I, happening? I, I know, like a cloud passed over, but I do have this wonderful light that is least illuminating my face. Thank you to Hirsch Gift. So thank you. Love <laughs> it. Yeah. Good. Steve McFadden, uh, you're not in the, the typical office today. You're looking very beachy. What's going on there? How are you? I, I'm feeling pretty beachy. Um, yeah. So I I'm at uh, Huntington in Huntington Beach currently, at a, yeah, uh, a conference. You taking, taking surf left? <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my annual surf trip. I'll uh, be right yeah. down. I'll be right yeah. down. <laughs> Are you at the uh, the annual Hollister conference? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, Air Apostle actually, but. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great to see all the worn jeans that are coming out. So, um. <laughs> all right. All jokes aside, also joined today by a very special guest, Jenna Quaranta, and uh, very excited to uh, to have you here with uh, NOS Apparel. And basically, our topic for today is specs get checks. So. Uh, if you guys like checks, you like money, it's kind of, kind of why we're all here, uh, then you should definitely be tuning in and listening to the full broadcast. But Jenna, it is customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce Ooh. yourself. Maybe mm -hmm. how you got started in the promotional products yeah. industry was a fun story and maybe what the hell you've been up to since. So take it away. I like it. Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. Um, I, you know, I was telling Meg prior to this that I get so nervous for conversations like this. Um, I think people think that I'm just a ball buster badass, but I get really nervous for these conversations. So thank you for having me. Um, with that being said, I started in the industry with Alpha Broder in 2010. I feel like I've been in this industry for like 107 years. Um, I spent 11 years there, well, almost 11 years, and I started as an inside sales rep. And I finished my career with them as their senior outside sales consultant for the entire West Coast. Um, and my job was to obviously manage the, the bigger hitters and just massage them and, and make sure that you know they were happy with Alpha. Um, prior to that, I was actually in the fitness industry. So I was a personal trainer. I was a fitness manager for 24 Hour Fitness, Equinox, LA Fitness, you name it. Um, and my passion even now to this day and at Alpha was just to change people's lives. I just, I love helping people. I love serving people. Um, and that's really what I'm doing here now at NAS Apparel. But you know, starting with Alfred Broder, that that was on accident that, you know, I never had a dream to I was going to be in the promo industry, never had a dream to do that. I didn't even know what the promo industry was. <laughs> um, you know, I shared this on a podcast I did with, with Charity Gibson, but um, it was an accident. You know, I was I was kind of fed up in the fitness industry. 
I was no longer helping people change their lives. I was essentially helping people get hotter. Um, and that just wasn't enough for me. I wasn't, I, it wasn't enough for me anymore. And so I slammed my office door one day and I resigned before I even wrote a resume. I resigned and I sat down in my office at Equinox and I did my first resume ever, ever, ever. And I blasted it on like Craigslist and Monster and Indeed and Ladders. And uh, the next day I got a phone call from Alfred Broder, this gentleman, Larry Miramingas, and he was like, hey, I'd love to have you in for an interview. And I thought, why not? Had no idea what, what <laughs> Alpha was. Um, and, and within 10 minutes, I knew that I wanted to be there. And it was very quick. Within probably 30 days, I remember making a decision for myself that I was going to be the best inside rep that company had ever had. Um, and that, that was my goal. And so um, could never see myself leaving this industry ever. I'm so in love with it. I'm so in love with the people. Um, I love my, I'm just so blessed. I, just, I feel so blessed to be here. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. I, yeah. Ever since um, you were on that, that podcast with Charity, I'm telling you, you're just like, I, it's, you're somebody I wanted to meet for sure. I think I, you're very inspiring and you have this beautiful little girl, you're a dance mom. You know, I, I love that because you were like, that's, it's funny, you know, life can just yeah. throw you all these curveballs and you just take it, you know, and that's awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Meg, Meg, does she get put on your list of the people you have to meet now? Yeah, you know how you yes. have like yes. that list. Yeah, so we, were, we were talking about that ahead of um, the pre-show as well. Like, you know, we've been in this pandemic era; it's a new time, new days, and you talk to these people every day sometimes, and they're like, "Man, why? Have I even have I ever met them in real life?" Yeah. So yeah, that happens a lot. We'll talk a hug when we yeah. meet each other. Yeah. Talk a mm -hmm. hug, yeah. yeah. Meg, I, I just need to interrupt all the the love fest here because I saw a, a cryptic LinkedIn user comment uh, yeah, in, and I just need to tell you, you really need to pay attention to the podcast and stop commenting on LinkedIn while you're uh, on a live broadcast. <laughs> <Meg. No. laughs> I'm <prefer> so too. <laughs> all right, so. All right. So specs get checks. Where do we want to go with this? Obviously, I mean, I, me personally, you know, I, I think specs I mean, it says itself. I mean, yeah. specs write checks. I mean, you know, when you're doing spec samples, you're going to get paid because they sell, you know, and it's not if you're approaching it the right way and it's about the conversation, it's about opening doors, it's about, you know, maybe leading to the next thing. Um, that's really where it comes down, uh, what it comes down to. And there's so few people that actually take advantage of it. And there's a lot of supplier partners that are willing to, to, you know, partner with you guys out there, the distributors in our industry, uh, to do this. And it really doesn't take a whole lot of time. So, um, Meg, Jenna, Steven, you guys have anything to add to that or what are you, what is your take on it? Yeah, I just, I, I just, you know, first things first, right. I'm super passionate and, and definitely, you know, very bold when, when I communicate, but if I'm being honest, you know, our customers should tap into us. We are, we are the experts, right? Your customer, the end user is tapping into you. Why is it stopping there? Tap into us, right? Lean on us for our, for our tools and our capabilities and our education. And I will guarantee, I mean, the suppliers on this call, right? If a customer reaches out and throws you an opportunity to do a mock-up, a storyboard, a spec sample, or join them for an end user meeting, holy crap, yes. We get so excited about that kind of stuff. That is actually what I crave is serving the customers in that way. So they should be leaning on us. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, I preach this all the time in my meetings. Like if the last two years, especially have taught us anything, it is how to be different, right? We don't have to go back to the way we did things before. And this has given us an opportunity to reach out to our customers in a way that we might not have had time to before. So, you know, if I'm dealing with a customer all the way across, you know, the country, I can't go in and see them all the time. Hop on a call, 
hey, Jenna, you know, what are your top three, four clients? Let's let's work together. You know, what are they looking for? Do they have any upcoming projects? Let me put together a storyboard or lookbook for you, and then let's get some samples in play. Um, I don't, we don't decorate, so I usually have to leave that into their hands. But if I can get them the lookbook and if I can get them the samples, at the very least, the customer can touch and feel. If I had that operation to, if I had like a, a heat press in my, I'd be like, and then I would ship them out. I can't, but I would. Break it up. <laughs> I always say, you know, samples do sell. So I, getting a spec in front of a customer, I mean, and then leaning on your your supplier partners to help you with that. I mean, I this is what I sell. This is what I do. You you as a distributor have access to millions of products. So you may not know every little detail or, you know, I might know a little bit more about this 6535 blend than you do and, and why it would benefit your customer's, you know, mission or the end user because of sure. the print. So it is important to lean on your supplier partners. They are the experts. I think a lot of times customers, our end users also can get in trouble, right? If they're not leaning on us and checking in with us, hey, I'm throwing your product into a program. Ooh, timeout. Run that by us, right? And also, what's the use? How is this product being used? What what message are you trying to send with this product? Let us help you, you know? I agree with you on that. I think someone had once reached out and they were like, hey, Meg, can you just send my customer these two Adidas quarter zips? And I'm very liberal with my samples because I know that they sell. But I was like a little hesitant because I didn't know what project they were going for. I didn't know if it was yeah. the right color. I didn't know what it was. And then within two days, he was like, oh, yeah, they didn't like the, the Heather look to it. And I'm just like, I should have had that conversation. Even though I went against my better judgment, I just sent out two expensive samples. And then they were like, oh, I want to do more. And I'm like, all right, well, tell me more about your project now. I should have done it first. But yeah, I think it's like you got to have that conversation. Well, and they're going to spend the time sourcing product. It yeah. takes less time to reach out to your supplier partner and say, hey, here's the opportunity. What's your advice? What's your guidance? Right. It goes back to my personal training, my 11 years in the industry. Right. Even me as an athlete, I have my own coaches to this day. I don't do anything alone. So if you're looking to grow your business, scale your business, make a difference with your end users, please team up with us. Right. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So I'm curious, <clears throat> over the past couple of years, um, you would think that specs have been on the rise um, only because like you couldn't be in person. So like people were sending more samples. So I'm just curious, have you guys, the three of you, have you seen more sample requests and specs over the past couple of years than you have prior? Or well, let me, let, can, I, can I go first? Because Stephen, yeah. I want to ask, I want to answer your question with a question, first of all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know that's like not what you're supposed to do, but. And um, then I'll just ask that, it again. That's okay. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, when, when the pandemic hit, okay. Like yeah. what, what, well, first of all, what is the main reason why you guys as a distributor don't jump on the spec samples like immediately and just go full in? Ooh, great. Oh, you're, oh so different question. So not the <laughs> yes. it, okay. It's related. Um, it's related. It is. But I'll tell you my biggest fear with specs. You ready? Mm -hmm. It slows the process down. And with inventory the way it is, sometimes by the time the spec's done and we approve something, it's gone. Okay, but you're talking like right now, right today with the current situation. I'm talking in general. Like what is well, the that's, reason? That was the last two years. That was my fear over the last two years. It was just stuff was was rocket, you know, was going really fast. Well, yeah. I guess the last 18 months, I guess it's probably more appropriate. Because in the beginning, right. no one was ordering anything. <laughs> so, um, sure. but prior to that or even now that things are back the reason we wouldn't roll with it um we sell more with art than the actual pieces so we like all of our sales folks we we require that we have the ability to do mocks that we do um design that we you know that it looks the part 
on the front end. So we're kind of selling through visuals and then we sell it through with a sample at the end. So we're not throwing out a ton of specs in the beginning because we know that that, you know, 80 of these ideas that we just had probably are going to waste your time and waste your money. So we're trying to vet it um, in the front end. So appreciate, that. appreciate that. Not as many, but we, you know, we could do a better job though at proactive sending specs, right? Just what random I'm, things like, I don't know if they want this or not, but I also I'm don't sure want to look like an idiot. To do with <laughs> so, the, the industries that you yeah. sell into as well. Cause I, I know your, your model is a little bit different than some others. So, uh, basically, the answer that I was looking for, Meg. Do you want to give it to him? No, no I, I just want to. I, I want to. I want to hear everyone's, and I want to run. No, the, I was, no, I'm saying, like, I'm. I'm sure your answer is probably the same as mine, as far as what I would have been looking for. Is it's time. Like, you guys, mm. look, this industry is 97% small business. You know, a lot of us are one man bands. It's hard to proactively sell. It's hard to get through your emails. It's hard to get mm. through your orders and follow up with everything. You know, like you said sourcing right now is a nightmare and you know trying to find alternatives constantly so you know it's time like how do you set aside the time in order to be able to do the spec samples yeah and so to go back to your original question Stephen, uh, about you know with the last two years time is the one thing that everybody had on their hands right you know what i mean because you're yeah. not you're not really yeah. selling anything anymore because we've got a pandemic yeah you're trying to figure out you know what's the best mask how do i get this you know what are the rules all this other good stuff but ultimately people had more time on their hands because they weren't quite as busy so yeah. i know headwear specifically we were hammering our clients for specs and yes we had an uptick in specs because it was literally the only thing that we were focused on um outside of masks but ultimately uh, you know, that that has slowed down again because now people are back to are busy again. Yeah. Stuff, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you got to row both oars. You're going to end up going in a circle. I think, too, like the way that I've advised my clients to use spec samples is, um, no, NOS is a startup, right? So like that's important to get those samples out, right? We want people to become familiar with the brand, the technology, the fabrics and whatnot. But we should be using spec samples also as a follow up, as a thank you, as a gift, right? So yes. if you're going to be asking your supplier for a spec sample, what's the intent there? What's your plan? What's your follow up from that spec sample? And are we included in that? Right. So it's like, yeah. Uh, so let me ask this. That that just triggered a, a question for me. So I, I never want to abuse specs. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I'm like, I don't want to like, I feel like I've asked her for too much. I've asked Meg for way too many Adidas pullovers that I didn't really need. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but, but you um, are the guy. Yeah, that was the yeah. guy. Um, but what's the appropriate use for specs? It, my my thought has always been I'm doing it to finish this order life cycle, right? Like mm -hmm. we've we've had that conversation with them. It's not just a a blind spec, right? I'm just not saying, hey. Um, this, this, and this, yeah, send it to this person. And now I'm going to keep talking to them on the side about projects that I know they're working on, right? Like I would rather find a spec that's, uh, you know, for a program, for a project that I know we're currently working on. But when you mentioned as a, as a follow-up or, you know, more proactive conversations like Jeff's talking about, are we saying that there's a, we, you guys just want us just to start throwing stuff out there to see if it's actually something they like? No, or, I mean, okay. that would that would be a waste of everyone's time and money. Right. Sure, I, right? I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but but the reality is, is, is I'll give you a hypothetical, right? Like I was mm -hmm. on, I was in your side of the business for two years. I left yeah. Alpha and I spent two years with DSG, a facilis member. And I had a rule for myself. 
if I valued a customer at $100,000, right? So mm -hmm. I, I went after the Valvolines and the Hondas, Toyotas, the Abbott Laboratories, things like that, right? So if I valued them, put a dollar amount on them in your seat, that's when it was acceptable for me to do a handwritten note and a spec sample as a gift. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you for the first order. So I, it wasn't bait to get a meeting. So is that it a self-promo or is that a spec? I guess that's yeah, good point. I'm... Yeah. Well, I, I think it's both. I think, yeah, that, okay. I, I think it can be both. I mean, if I'm giving them a product, wanting them to touch and feel, wanting them to explore the decoration method I've applied, I want to trigger that emotional feeling of, oh my gosh, it's a retail experience, right? So it sure. is both. Okay. It's, it's, it is both. Yeah. Yeah, I just did something similar. I, um, I took like 10 accounts and I put together these kits. I, they were decorated from my vendor and I sent them out and everybody was blown away. They were like, do you do decoration? I'm like, no, sorry. But I started all these conversations like, well, I didn't even know you had that. Can What about this? And I think it, it also can just be open up just a whole new business. People don't like look at Meg at SNS for caps. They might go to a traditional headwear company. So if I'm trying to grow that business, I really wanted to kind of get into people, people's hands that I know have those customers, but may not be buying from me. Mm. Yeah. And, and Stephen, just to be clear, I was, I was putting the end user logo on those, not my oh, so logo. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, it was, if it was for Valvoline as a thank you for the first meeting, and I'll, I'll never forget. That's what I did. Right. I baited, you know, the, the CMO in on, on LinkedIn. And I just said, Hey, I'm a huge fan of yours. I'd love to have a conversation. I'd love to earn time with you. He gave me 20 minutes. I immediately grabbed a jacket from alpha and North end jacket that I loved had the Valvoline logo thrown on there. And that was my thank you. And obviously it grew the relationship, you know? So yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I like you had said with the thank yous, uh, you know, it, what we do at Headwear a lot of times we like to think about, you know, soft goods are soft goods. If you're buying shirts, you're probably mm -hmm. also buying hats or it's something that you should, you know, consider. And so, you know, if you've got clients that are ordering apparel, which I mean, come on, it's like 40% of the entire $25 billion industry. So uh, I'm pretty sure you're probably selling some apparel, then those are really good qualifiers. Like that's who you could start with as far as sending uh, stuff through to us, at least we would like, you know, to to basically take the stuff that you've done for the apparel, you know, orders that you've actually done and then create a, a companion piece, you know, a spec sample that would go along with that that's on brand. And as a thank you, you know, so and, and it's a great way to stay proactive with it and keep things going and keep that pipeline full as well. Because if you're doing that for the orders that come through your order, you're writing orders every day or at least every week. Right. So, you know, as that stuff comes through, send it in, do a spec as a follow up, as a thank you. Specs yes. are like the virtual version of the of the checkout page where it says you may also like this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it really it kind of is. Right. It's like that's that's a great way to use it. And I haven't yeah. thought about it like that. And you can expand, yep. like like Jeff, what you said, on what you're giving them, right? If you give them a jacket and you have a, a, a companion drinkware piece or companion, you know, work from home, that new Gemline backpack that came out is so sick, right? If you guys are, if we're giving them these samples that we know we want to expand on that collection, that vibe, that trend, oh my gosh, it's it opens doors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell us um, about maybe one of the last or another spec order that you did that resulted in a big order or a customer yes because that was a good story yes <laughs> yes uh, if it's cool i'm gonna uh, talk about a scenario at nos that happened actually so we did some spec samples for coors light um obviously did not expect for these samples to be shared with another liquid uh, uh, another drinkware company or another uh, <laughs> sorry liquor company but that being said somebody at coors light sent a friend at rockstar our jacket spec sample with the coors light 
that 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 distributor got a phone call from Rockstar, 500 piece jacket order in our jacket. And so they got a new customer and we got a new customer. I have a rule, right? Any information I give to my customer has to be portable. It has to be easy for them to spread. If I give them overwhelming information, they're not going to spread it. If I give them bing, bang, boom information in a spec sample, they're going to share it. They're going to spread it. It's going to be portable. And so that was huge for us. Huge. As a startup, 500-piece jacket. Come yeah, on. that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you have yeah. that? Do you have, do you have like, so Jeff's wall, where is he? He's over here, I think. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, my yeah. we're reversed. We're like all... our, our screens are reversed. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's the nice thing with the new platform. We're all in the same space. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Never know. Value. Then he's over here. So are those hats, yeah. are those hats, <laughs> are those hats like um, from spec samples or do you have that like extras laying over? Are they, is that what that's from? You're asking me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Job. Some some of them are specs. Some of them are orders. Some of them are specs that have turned into orders. So okay. it's all, all of the above. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have a, a cool, or do you have a cool story like that too? From Jenna, like Jenna did? Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically we've, we've taken clients. So Steven, sort of what you were asking earlier is, you know, well, do you want us to abuse the spec sample program? You know, every, I think that's an answer for everybody to ha answer on their own, as far as the supplier relationship goes. That's true. Uh, I, I would say abuse it, you know, really, because we know that specs get checks. Um, so ultimately, if you, if you believe in the program, we have case studies where people have just bought in and they said, okay, you know, screw you. You've been telling us this now for so long. And we're just not doing it. So I'm just going to go prove you wrong. And they they literally have sent uh, hundreds of logos. Like they would make it their their job. Like this was what they were doing. <laughs> to get, to get they they cut would off. send through, you know, 20 to 50 logos like a week. And guess what? They started selling hats. And they went from, you know, a couple thousand dollars to six figures pretty easily. Yeah. Um, just yeah. in headwear. And when you think about headwear, headwear's 7% of the industry. You know, so, I mean, if you're not doing 7% in hats, then you should probably be doing some spec samples because the business is out there. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Steven, I've, I got a question. What yeah. do you think, what do you think holds um, our customers back from reaching out and asking for support, asking for spec samples, asking, what do you think holds them back? Do you think in their, it's time? I think it, I, I think we did it to ourselves. I think there's a history of giving bad information and wanting to move the process too fast. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just think there's, there's a, there's so long where we have basically said no to people or people have been telling them no. Mm -hmm. um, like people have said, Hey, can I, can I go and get a sample of that? Sure. Well, would you be okay with the virtual mock-up instead? And they're like, yeah, that's okay. And then you keep it moving. Right. So there's just a history of that. And I don't know if that's laziness or efficiency. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really have any metrics to know if, would a sample have saved them from a product they actually didn't like, you know, like how many times has there been a bad order because you've skipped a process um, or how it's actually been good for cash flow cycle. Like, I don't know. Like I don't know how to measure those things, sure. but I do know happiness of the customer is probably the most important. Right. So if, you know, if you have that time to delay it a week, you know, is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Well, um, I think there's also a difference also Steven between like a spec mm -hmm. sample and a pre-pro. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're or, right. You know, if, if there's an active program or project that you're working on or something that you know is coming up, you know, that's a little bit different and should be handled a little bit differently. And so then let me, I, me let me answer it differently. Then I think that they don't ask them because they don't know that's an option. 
Yeah. You know, because if if they they're only going to ask for it when they know they're currently working on something, right? They're not going to ask for something they don't know they need, right? I think that's our job is to figure out what we think they would like. What's that extra item that they didn't know that they needed that we should spec out and send? Um, well, that's where a distributor can really differentiate themselves by, correct. by yeah. being that that value add by doing something that's not mm-hmm. just you know. It's also why I think over. the end user doesn't ask though. They just don't mm-hmm. know like, hey, right. can you can you spec me out some ideas of what things you have? Like they don't know that's an option. I think in most cases, um, they should they they should just be surprised when it happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, it's Christmas. A lot of times that there's so there's a lot of tunnel vision too. I yeah. Think maybe not even I'm not pointing fingers but on the distributor that the end user will come to them and say, Hey, let's just, just hear me out. The end user can come to them and say, Hey, listen, I have my gym. I want my t-shirts and my shorts. Like I always do. So they're like, fine. T-shirt shorts. Where can I get them? Okay. Meg t-shirt shorts. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, it's a gym. Like, are they doing, you know, quarter zips? How about leggings? How about some tank tops? Oh, that sounds great. Can you put it all together for me? I would love to. It's all about having that conversation. That conversation will help you grow the relationship with your supplier partners. Your supplier partners will then in turn make you look like a queen or a king to your customers. Like, mm. rely on us. I, I mean, we let, I mean, I don't say abuse us because we'll, we'll know when it's being taken advantage sure, of. Sure, sure. We, we can easily turn that off, but... If that relationship is there, we want to work with the, with our customers. We really and I, I think you guys know this, and and we we probably do take a different approach, and we have a different skill set, I think, than other people. But we we do that with art, you know. So yeah. like we we've just we've been doing those with like mood boards, right? So it's like yeah. they're like, hey, here's the here's what here's our graphic brand. Um, we we know we need some drinkware and totes. We're like, okay, sure. So we start with drinkware and totes, right? But then we add in all sorts of other stuff on a board. And then we send it over to them like, oh, that's awesome. And then inevitably they're picking two or three other items that we presented to them, uh, you know, via art. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's one of those things. It's one of those things where like if this is a little bit of a bigger potential or, uh, you know, like you said, Jenna, when they qualify. Right. If, it, if you think it's somebody that you need to step it up another level and differentiate yourself, like you said, Jeff, that's when it would be awesome to combine that with actual pieces that show up at their door right that's yeah i don't i don't think one necessarily you know rules the other i think it's it's a matter of doing all you know all yeah, the above right and if you're having a lot of success selling off of virtuals it's faster it's yeah. less expensive and if you're getting the success then there's not really a huge reason to, to walk away from that but mm-hmm. you know if there's value add that you can do on top of that i think they're you know yeah it's definitely I something think you guys are right yeah I just want to help people. Solved, I just, yeah, I mean, problems today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For just sure. start thinking about it though, right? I mean, that's, that, that's the thing, the thing that I haven't taken enough time to figure out is, okay, when do I do that spec, right? Like, and if, if we have that bigger conversation as a industry or as a company, right? It's like, f- figure out at least when you're going to do it. Don't at least not have it in your plan. You know, but, <laughs> but that's where yeah. you loop in the yeah. supplier, though. That's yes. where you loop in your partner. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm contemplating a spec sample. Where do mm. you see this fitting? Where do you think this is a good fit? Right? Team up with your with your supplier for that. So do make that decision together for mm-hmm. sure. You'll feel more supported if you do. Yeah. Here's exactly. the thing, Ellie. Ellie posted in the comments here. I just put threw it up on the screen uh, where she insists on a call with the distributor when they're offering specs because they get a sense of the client. They get a sense of what they're looking for, oh, you know. Sure. And that's that's a huge, um, yeah. you know, if you're a supplier that's Love looking her. at offering that, it's it's huge to to have that information because you've got a much better idea of what the end user is looking for because who knows the end user, the distributor, right? So, yeah. you know, now 
the distributor is not always going to hit the nail on the head every single time, you know, but they've got a much better uh, understanding of the end user than, than the supplier would. But we work together and we've got a really good chance, you know, if we put our heads together with a little bit of direction and information to really hit, hit one home. And the idea again is not to necessarily sell the spec. It's to, it's to create that relationship to mm -hmm. further your touch points, you know, because I remember when I was on the distributor side, that was the hardest thing for me was just creating those touch points without feeling like I was wasting the client's time. Yes. I was about to go there. So when I was a distributor, I don't remember, it was a chocolate company. I don't remember who it was and I forgive me, but, um, I had a customer, um, a very well-known customer, but they only bought like plaques from me. Like, and the last one they bought was like a $10,000 plaque for their wall. But they were such a big company, but they weren't using me for anything else. And I really wanted to get in there. So a chalk company came to me and they were like, hey, how about we do some specs? And so we did some research together, but they came up with virtuals first. And I was like, these are amazing. They did some research on the end user and they really took the time to kind of build that out and, and come up with a design and come up with a whole marketing plan. And then they sent the chocolate to this customer. And then that year I ended up getting all these orders for their, their fourth quarter gifts and incentives and chocolate. I thought it was like, I was like, wow, I would have never have thought to sell chocolate to this customer. I would have never, I would have never even gotten that business if I hadn't done mm -hmm. those spec samples to get in. There was, okay, that's, it's Megan, the, the plaque girl. Yeah. I've ever sold in my entire life. It, it, <laughs> on, on accident, NOS Apparel started this undercover boot camp that I've been running since January. And now it has a real name. It's called NOS Field Training. And um, we actually are going to run three more sessions by, between now and the end of the year. It's an eight week boot camp, basically a business boot camp. And something we're doing together with our clients, it's one on one, again, bringing my fitness experience into this, is we are, we are listing out their goals, what their goals are, and we are finding opportunities to get in front of the end user with a really nice lookbook, a really nice spec sample. And we're deciding together where to use that, how to use that, when to use that, what's the follow-up and it's working. So again, just loop in your partners on that. We should be making these conversations together. If, if you truly want to grow your business, you should be looping in the expert. Let us help you. Let us support you. Yep. You know? Yeah. So charity's comment, do they, do they always know the end user better though? Uh, I think distributors sometimes yeah. don't ask enough questions. Asking a supplier for help can sometimes be a good learning experience yes. for what questions distributors can ask to learn more. Too many shoot blind too often. And I agree with you hundred uh, percent. I would say the distributor knows that particular end user better. Uh, they can give you a little bit more clues, but because we're the supplier, we're seeing that industry and what that industry is doing a lot more. So you can, that's why I said work together yeah. uh, when you're trying to get those things done. Um, but I mean, this like isn't Ellie a competition said, here, just so we can. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm saying, you know, you work together in order to be able to get the yes, best results. Yes, it's a team, right? We always yeah. talk about partnership. Like you yep. have to have to lean on a partner if they're going to be a partner. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it is uh, it is about the time to get to any other questions or anything else, <laughs> tidbits, nuggets that we can throw in here, or should we wrap things up? Um, Jenna, do you do you have anything up and coming that's that you want to put out there? I didn't want to want to give you. A oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, I think I think what's most important right now to us is this field training that that we've developed. Um, it's so special to us, and we're really taking a different approach in the industry to really service our customers and bond with them in a different way. Um, and really, truly help them reach their goals. You know, that's so important to us. And and for me, um, I've grown up in this industry. You know, I've gone through some really gnarly things personally. Um, and uh, I will tell you, this industry is so special and the relationships we can create with each other. We should all be leaning on one another, you know, more, in my opinion. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys Absolutely. for having me. You guys are so rad. <laughs> no, you're rad. I'm glad that you came on, man. Thank that's, you. That's awesome.
Thank you. Yeah, the energy was good. It was a great topic. And uh, I think you brought a lot to the table. So. Jen, I have a personal question since we're in the same area here. Yeah. I've been told that there's uh, e-bike rentals right outside the hotel here. And I've, I'm like, that sounds kind of fun. Would you uh, Would you say that's a good idea or a bad idea? Oh, super rad. So okay. yeah, on, yeah <laughs> I, would, I would grab one. I would go up to Newport for sure. So you're going to go south towards San Diego. Um, some really rad spots down there. Um, All right. If you're going to be in Huntington, go to the pier. Go on the pier. Oh, yeah. You have to go to the pier. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So Steven's going to come back uh, smiling like a Hollister model. And, and he'll have like a cast on because that's, I mean. If you guys are within like 12 feet of me, I'm going to try to spray you with cologne as you walk by. Here. <laughs> <laughs> dead. I'm dead. That's what we have to look forward to at the next uh, national convention. Glad to hear it. So, all right. Well, look, if you guys enjoyed the broadcast uh, or if you didn't, either way, um, you know, Tervis. Uh, they, this, this broadcast was brought to you by our good friends over at Tervis and they added stainless to the well-established line about two years ago with the goal of being better than the competition, uh, by utilizing state-of-the-art custom 360 degree UV printing. See, Steven, there is some competition in there, uh, available in four sizes, 12 ounce, 20 ounce, 30 ounce, or a 24 ounce, uh, water bottle. And now they've got 24, 30 and 40 ounce wide mouth bottles. They've got a five-year warranty on them. They're 18.8 copper lined, vacuum insulated. They keep your drinks hot for eight hours, keep them cold for 24. Pretty awesome. Go check them out at tervispromos.com. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. And uh, until next time, guys, we will be seeing you. Thanks for Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.